You're listening to G4D, Grounds for Discussion, a weekly music podcast hosted by your two most caffeinated hosts, Adam and John. So sit back, relax, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy the following episode. stocked again on coffee beans (laughs) yep i had a birthday shout out to robert for sending me this sophisticated ethiopia from happy mug tasting notes of milk chocolate berries and citrus cheers cheers sir let's see I know I say this a lot, but that goes down really easy. Yeah, look, at, I love this like little French press guy. He's like he's like a French press, but he's got a mustache and he's very classy. He's like, oh, drink my coffee, please. Yeah, this is very light. Yeah, it is good. For, you know, Ethiopians sometimes can be a little, uh, a little darker, mm-hmm. but I, I like the lighter roast better. Yeah, no, I like this quite a bit. I feel like it's got a little bit of tartness to it. I guess that's the berries and citrus in there Ooh, fancy yeah no um, this is this is good i'm also glad that you actually put the coffee pot right here it kind of <laughs> reminds me of i don't know a diner or something like that yeah it's kind of the vibes i was going for you know when i make a big big pot of coffee i usually use the mocha master so mm. yeah th- seeing something like this i'm taken back to a new jersey diner oh man that's kind of why i got it too because it just felt like a very like diner kind of coffee machine Mm-hmm. They make ones with like um like the thermal crafts like crafts like the stainless steel ones, but I was like, you don't get a fun color though. So no, no, no. I like this. This is simple and elegant. Yeah, now, now simple I feel and like... elegant or sophisticated <laughs> like the coffee we're drinking. I had a feeling you were gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, th- th- this is very good. I mean, I I think when it comes to choosing coffee beans, you always do a good job. But it's good to know that you have friends. Who are also really good at, co- at choosing coffee beans. I've taught them well. Very, very well, sir. <laughs> hey, it's good to be back. Cheers. Here. Cheers again. Another episode of G4D. AKA. Grounds. For discussion. discussion. Ooh, that was a little weird. Oh, you little want, off, little you off. want to do it again? Nah, okay. it's fine. Okay. I'm good with it. He's Adam. I'm John. Wait. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> ah, 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 ah. Yeah, the coffee hasn't kicked in yet. No, I'm Adam. Hasn't. He's John. There, there we, we go. go. Unique New York. Unique New York. Unique <laughs> New York. And we are covering, as always, more music. This week, it's the latest album from Com True's In Decay 2. Ooh, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm sure somebody's made that joke out there. Oh, but... never. Never. <laughs> no one's ever made that joke in the history of comedy writing, ever. <laughs> That's very, very true. So original. I'm so original. <laughs> yeah, and this is a, um, it's kind of like a B-side album. Yeah, it's a compilation album. Yeah. Unre- unreleased tracks, and I'm excited to talk to you about this, because I think, I mean, we talked about Comtrues oh, before. Oh, we, lo- we love Comtrues. In we, fact, we do love them. John showed me Comtrues, probably it was one of the first electronic artists John showed me and got me really, really into. So much so, he played at The Social and we all went. It was you, me, and our friends, John, without an H, and Chad. 
That's right. And John, we've had on the show before. Great we guy. have. Yeah, we got to get Chad on here. Yeah, we do. Chatty Chad. Yeah, we'd love to have Chad on here. He's a great photographer. Incredible here. photographer. My gosh. Based out of Orlando, has done some phenomenal photos. Always love when he posts stuff. He posted something the other day on Instagram on his story that was just so elegant and perfect. I wish I had that kind of eye. Yeah, Chad does a really good job with coloring. I really like the colors he kind of chooses for all his for his stuff. And you know, like look at this. This is uh, I think this is Tori Tori. Oh yeah, that's the, right. Orlando restaurant, but like Tori Tori. You can really see like the browns like in the roof and stuff, and like the blues really pop out. So, good yeah. job with your color correction, Chad. Nice job. Yeah, I think if we had the all four of us on a podcast, that would be Ooh, quite epic. It would be. Well, actually, Chad was with us on Record Store Day. Oh, that's right. He was. That video's on YouTube somewhere. 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 In the abyss. (laughs) But John, when I was uh, looking up ComTrue stuff, um, I noticed, according to the ever-correct site Wikipedia, that ComTrue somehow uh, resides in Orlando, Florida. Wait, what? According to Wikipedia, ComTrue lives in our humble city. Wait, he does? Apparently so. According to Wikipedia... You know what? We got to go find Com Truce. <laughs> Remember the, what was that uh, movie? I was going to say we should invite him on the show, but sure. Oh, yeah. We can, well, we, we find him to invite him on the show. <laughs> it's kind of like, a, what was that movie with uh, Michael Sarah and Kat Dennings? Uh, Nick, Nick and Norris. Norris yeah. yeah. It's where's Fluffy. It's like, where's Com Truce? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Could you imagine if we've actually like seen him somewhere before? Oh, I'm sure we like, have. I mean, because we, we, we go to all the cool places, and by we, I mean you. <laughs> you go to cool places, too. I, I, I know, I know, but not often as you. You're, you're, you're the cool one. I, I've, I've crossed over into Ooh. dad territory. What? Oh, stop. <laughs> wow, I'm 30, and you think I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was that was perfect. I wish everybody who was listening to us right now could have seen you <laughs> play with I your hair. my hair, there. Mr. Cruz. <laughs> it's getting long, man. It it is. I need like I'm too nervous to get a haircut anywhere, but I need like I need to figure out how to style it, I guess, or just kind of shape it. Almost, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that's that's the problem. I I don't know if you had the same kind of issue with your hair getting long. It kind of reaches a point where you can't do anything with it. I can do stuff with it, but like, you know, it was cut to be short, you know? So when it kind of gets cut to be short, you know, things are disproportionate almost. So like, mm-hmm. I got to figure out how to do it, but I, I love my curls, man. I, you I'm do have some really, major curls. Yeah. Look at that mane. <laughs> <laughs> because Adam is worth it. That's right. L'Oreal. Actually, I use, what is it? The Shea shampoo. It's very good. If you have curly hair, I highly recommend it. See, this is what I'm talking about. You know all the cool stuff. Well, Carrie found out about those brands, but uh, shout out to Carrie for uh, helping me with my hair. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, You guys are too cute. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I I would love to have ComTrues on the show. Yeah, ComTrues. Come on down. Yeah. I I know you're listening. Yeah. (laughs) You're either making an album or doing some samples, brah. Come on, <laughs> get on the show. We'll 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 treat you well. <laughs> oh man, I hope he likes coffee. I hope so too. And if not, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I will make you any beverage you desire, Mister yeah. Come, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Trues. Please, please, Mister Trues is my father. <laughs> <laughs> 
I really want to know like the inspiration behind it. Like, is he super into Tom Cruise movies? Mm. I hope so. Yeah. Although I'm sure that's a question he's been asked quite a lot. I'm sure it's probably his favorite question, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So that name, uh, can't help but notice your name's not Tom or Cruise. <laughs> What's the deal? Oh, this is a huge mistake. <laughs> oh, why did I do this? <laughs> I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we're just kind of evolving this scenario <laughs> as it goes along. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, I did not know that. Neither um, did I. Thanks, yeah. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know who knows where he lived. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to put where this guy lives on the internet. Yeah, I, that's kind of weird to do that. Yeah. I mean, I know Orlando's a big place, but still, mm, uh, I wouldn't want that information out there. What kind of ramen do you think uh, Comtruz gets at Domu? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm imagining Comtruz going, going to all these like cool Orlando places. <laughs> uh, I... I feel like, um, what a, a domo? Can you see him being a what's the fried chicken? Oh my god, the wings! Yeah, have you had the wings before? No, I haven't. Oh, my I, god. I would really like you to. You need to try the wings. I, w- I would have loved a scenario where Comtrues was at Domu, and Sam Smith was trying to get in. <laughs> oh right, that happened a while ago, right? I think Sam Smith was playing at Amway. Yeah. And then he tried to get a table at Domu, and they were like, no, you have to wait like everyone else. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Domu. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Sam Smith is going to write a song about not getting into Domu. Right. Oh, I'm like Andrew Zimmern. All I wanted was a reservation. <laughs> oh, won't you eat with me? Because I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when andrew zimmern came to orlando and basically said it was trash oh and yeah that, that's right and then the internet uh went crazy on him and was like dude you got to eat on some orlando places and he went to domo and he's like all right i get it now yeah 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 that's that's why i hate it when people say that too i, I know a lot of people can always be defensive of where they live but there are a lot of great places in orlando yeah it's like we've talked about before there's two halves and if you got you got to go to places like Domo. You got to go to that side of town to get the really good stuff. And one day we'll find Comtrues there <laughs> at, at one of these places. <laughs> he's just gonna come out <laughs> to us and he's gonna say, "Why were you guys talking about me?" <laughs> he's gonna be. It's gonna be like Bill Murray when he like we're gonna be like at Park Ave one day, and he's someone's gonna trip us and it's Comtrues and he'll be like, "No one will believe you." <laughs> and just walk away. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got tripped by Calm Truce. Dude, that didn't happen, man. He never goes does that. <laughs> it happened, I swear. I just imagine he rides away in like a Pontiac Trans Am. That's <laughs> a neon glow. <laughs> <laughs> His uh, rims are records. <laughs> His rims are records. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, mm. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, we should talk about, we should talk about his album, album he put out. Called In Decay 2, which is a compilation of, I think, from like 2014 to like now, just different kind of songs that didn't necessarily make the cut on the albums, but they all seem to be pretty conceptual with their themes. And I notice a lot of similarities in the kind of like Miami undertones to like his previous album he just put out. Very 80s. Very 80s, yeah. 
Persuasion System was the name of his last album. And mm-hmm. I definitely could hear a lot of the sounds that kind of went into that album from this one. Yeah, Com Truce is one of those kind of artists. He found a groove and he's kind of just stuck with it. Yeah, it's kind of like ambient party just vibe. Ugh. Yeah, very yeah. synth influenced. Yeah. You know, a lot of, like I said, 80s, new wave-ish sounds in there. And this album, I almost feel like if I hadn't been told that it was a compilation album, I would have thought it was an actual new release from him. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I was approached it, you know. None of the songs really seem like they clash with each other. They all really kind of go pretty well to, you know, like well right into the other. Yeah. And I don't know if that's a testament to how consistent he is or a testament to like just how much he he really hasn't like changed up over the years. Yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong. I know it probably sounds negative. It's just he has a certain way of doing things and he likes that groove and he sticks with it, which I kind of admire, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely noticed some progressions in his sound, you know, through his last two albums. But yeah, I kind of like the, I feel like the 80s are coming back pretty hard recently. So kind of like that sound and style is starting to come back, kind of like, you know, experimental, kind of like mysterious almost. He's one of those artists that can do this type of retro throwback sound well Mm -hmm. without it sounding like kitschy or just, you know, What's the word that I'm looking for? Like something that you'd find randomly on YouTube. Yeah, it's like a good twist on an old classic. It is. If you will. It is. It's so ingrained into what he does now that in a way it's like, you know, it it, it just feels like him. Yeah. It doesn't feel like he's trying to copy a sound from another era. It's very approachable and easy to get into. Yeah. And kind of just like settle in like okay this is the sound awesome like i'm really digging this i'm kind of you know hanging out over here i like it yeah and that's the best way to approach i think any of his albums really is that they're not particularly the most deepest they're not like say the most advanced electronic albums out there no but he he definitely does things that keep it fun and interesting and kind of wants you to come back for more they're always enjoyable listens. Mm-hmm. And I think the one of the highlights for me with this album is the more ambient albums. There's a song called Surf mm-hmm. on here that's a bit more ambient as opposed to kind of a more... Dancey, yeah. Yeah, or more a beat track. I really liked how he did like kind of like... There was a lot of mysterious elements in this album a lot and kind of like, you know, the building tensions and stuff and kind of slow down. I really liked that kind of side of him. Me too. Me too. It, it, it was really good to see that on this album because you you do bring up a good point. Those are the more subtle differences that he brings to this. Now, I don't know if he's going to keep on applying those on his later albums, but I think those work well. And between that and the ambient tracks that I mentioned earlier, it definitely gives some good variety. And I think that I would love to hear him do a bit more with the ambient aspects, especially since I felt like that ambient track, it's three minutes long, you know, an average length for a song right mm-hmm. i felt like he could have gone on with that for at least another couple more minutes yeah he could have kept on building on it and just really taking it to more places as it was going along you know enjoy the song as it is don't get me wrong but i felt like okay i could totally go for more here i mean i guess it's not a bad thing to be leaving the album wanting more with yeah certain things, and the, but... and also too these are you know kind of you know the ones that didn't make it so i feel like you know, the last album had that Miami 80s kind of vibe, and this one kind of too. And I feel like he's getting all of it out, 
and just being like, hey, this is kind of what I had. Here's what I came up with that I wanted to be on an album, and now I'm going to try something new. So I think his next album is going to be a little different than, you know, this one because he's just kind of, you know, maybe he wants to experiment with the more ambient tracks now instead of, you know, the traditional kind of stuff he produces. And and personally, I would love that. I really would. I mean, he definitely can do other sounds. He's had other aliases. I'm blanking on the name of one of them right now. It's definitely, he has another alias that's almost kind of like very similar to Boards of Canada. Ooh, okay. So, I mean, I know, surprise. But... Why Boards of Canada? <laughs> but yeah, he, he, he definitely can do quite a lot. I think with him and, and his sound, you know, you, you brought up a really, really good point. He's just a very enjoyable electronic artist to listen to. And I enjoyed this one thoroughly. I've listened to it several times since it came out. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think I'd be down for getting it on vinyl. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, it, it's, an, it's a B-side album, but it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, that's exactly it. It that's feels exactly like there's a lot of effort that still went into it to make sure it sounds good. And, you know, even if these are outtakes per se, the production was great. It sounds good. I would definitely get it on record, too. Yeah, it, in, in all honesty, maybe it wasn't an accident that everything kind of blended well together, but it to be able to pull it off without like really noticing any hitches, to no notice any like, you know, okay, you know, like that's this one song is jarring yeah. compared to this next one. All the songs fit together very well. They do, they do absolutely. I was on the fence about what I wanted to give this because I mean, like I said, he he's a very consistent artist, but I always enjoy what he puts out. And sometimes you just have an artist that, you know, hey, they're not rewriting the rules. They're not doing anything revolutionary, but you could still really enjoy what they put out. This goes down easy. This is something nice to listen to. And for me, you know, I'm going to go with a more positive rating on it. I'm going to go with an own it. I would, like I said, I would like to have this on vinyl. Heck yes. Good deal. How about you? Yeah, I would, I would own it. I, th- I, I love his albums. I think he does a good job. And just, I have... Um, Oh my gosh, what's the concert we saw him from? Oh, Iteration. I have that on vinyl, and it's like absolutely amazing. Yeah, it sounds I, so I good. And, and yeah, I I really enjoy his work. Yeah, me too. Me too. So I'm I'm, I'm always excited for when, whenever he comes out with anything. And this one kind of, I don't I wouldn't <laughs> say it came out of nowhere, but like when it dropped, I wasn't expecting it just because he's been pretty consistent with dropping things. So it's a nice little surprise. And, you know, just it's always welcome to have just an, a electronic album like this that kind of goes well with driving around yeah it's a good put your sunglasses on go drive a car yeah this is the type of album that i like to listen to and pretend like i'm cooler than i'm actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right that's a there you go streaming through the sky Uh, and speaking of streaming john wanted to share uh, a a news article or something he found about streaming services uh, yeah so we've kind of touched on streaming here before and just have really talked about hey you know this stinks that artists aren't really getting what they deserve Mm -hmm. out of out of streaming you know either getting just like say next to nothing um you know just and it's all artists, too. It's not even, you know, small artists, big artists, too. I know David Crosby was very vocal on Twitter about, you know, he gets paid barely anything for his songs. And it's, you know, it's David Crosby. Yeah, exactly. And Nile Rodgers recently, Ooh. you know, every, everybody loves Niles Rodgers. He's so good. I mean, you know, recently, probably the most 
one of the more popular things I was part of was joining forces with Daft Punk on their last album. But I mean, he, yeah, he's got a well accomplished career. That's oh, he's the iconic. Great yeah. thing that he's done. Uh, Fender you know. just put out at like a, it's called an Acoustasonic. It's like an electric guitar, but it's acoustic, and he does a cool demo with it. Hmm. He knows the like, oh, he's so good. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he he was recently um, interviewed and basically had asked to have record labels, you know, just basically become clearer about streaming incomes because mm. you know it's just so arbitrary really right now at this point and like we mentioned a lot of artists don't see a lot of income from it so there's been a lot of back and forth going on right now in the uk between artists and parliament and really figuring out like how artists can really get their fair share out of streaming when you have record companies like Universal Records making record profits during a pandemic, of mm-hmm. all things, too. And keep in mind, you know, no one can go on tour right now because of COVID. So streaming and music and merch is really the only way you can support artists right now. Yeah. And he basically goes on to say that, the, and this article's from The Guardian, by the way, that he basically goes on to say that record labels aren't doing enough to give songwriters and artists a fair share of streaming revenues. Yep. So, and I mean, coming from a, you know, a guy as successful as he is, like that's, that's the kind of statement that you, you'd want him to be making and you'd want him in your corner. Yeah. See, he just, he basically kind of just says to summarize what he's, what he's saying here is that you, you have these record labels who, you know, put out this you know great digital trail and it's like these ultimately the labels that are the only ones who are really benefiting well it's kind of like uh like the taylor swift stuff going on right now you know like that guy owned all her music and then sold it to another company now they own it and taylor swift reached out to them and was like hey we can work together but you partnered with the old guy so no (laughs) yeah and this is a quote from him so he said quote I want to know what the hell a stream is worth so I could sit down with my accountant and we can go over real numbers because right now, even though I love the way Spotify gives me the stats, I don't know what's on the other side of that wall. Mm-hmm. I don't have a clue. End quote. Yep. And that's, that's the big thing with all this is that you have all these artists who are having their music put out there. They're seeing such little money from it, but they don't, like it's not just the return that's small. Like there's not like a clear like, oh okay, you know, you're gonna get this much, you know, based on the record label that you're part of. Like the record label really, you know, they always make more money anyways off the stuff that they sell. Right. But now they're taking even more. Yeah, it's definitely not fair. And I, I think until you have large artists who are actually making decent profits from these streaming services, I don't think anything's really going to change, unfortunately. I mean, look at the situation now. Like, hundreds of venues are on the verge of collapse because they have no relief, you know? And not saying that, you know, musicians... I'm saying, like, the bigger musicians, right? They're not going to be the ones who bail us out. Like, it would be so easy for, like, Dave Grohl, Bruce Springsteen, Paul McCartney, like... They have millions of dollars lying around. And look, I know it's not their job to save music per se, but like, can't Paul McCartney throw a million dollars to every state and be like, 
or you know fifty thousand dollars and be like okay all you guys you can have five thousand dollars to try to make, save your venue and dave can go can be like yeah man i love music i love venues that's where it happened man here's some money like those big like i get it money's tight and stuff but like you know if if, if it's really about the music like help these places you know mm-hmm. and until they are the ones saying you know I mean, Paul McCartney could go to Congress and be like, you know, I wrote, hey, Jude, I would like some money, please. And all my other artist friends would like their money for writing their masterpieces. But, like, that's not going to happen. No, it's, it, it's, it's not. He also went on to basically say, that Miles went on to say, that if such artists like Rod Stewart, David Bowie, See, and yep. Kate Bush were starting out today, they would struggle to build careers because of the way streaming promotes certain types of music and songs but also too that first david bowie album oh boy <laughs> no, i'm just kidding but yeah he's he's absolutely right i mean yeah. it's hard for anyone to how do you build an audience you know and and i know that Bandcamp has been doing a great job combating that mm-hmm. and with Bandcamp fridays it really especially helps out the artists but it it just thinks that there's no one who's really kind of going more to bat for these artists. Yeah. You know, and, and unfortunately they're in, it's probably too, they're in the same boat, you know, Mm -hmm. like a local indie band is getting paid the same amount as the Foo Fighters are for a stream. Like it's the same conversion. Like they might get five cents each, but you know, Foo Fighters have a million streams and local indie band only has 500. So, yeah, that's why when like people like talk about like, Oh, you know, it's so great that, you know, I don't know, the newest Drake song got five million listens. And it's like, yeah, but... Yeah, but it's Drake. Like, it's going to happen. Like, <laughs> I don't he, know what to tell you. He he also has other revenue streams that he takes advantage of, too. Mm-hmm. He, he also has a Raptors giving him a ring when <laughs> for the, the NBA uh, oh championship, even when he wasn't part of the team. Like, that guy doesn't have to worry about as much stuff as most artists do. And I feel like I'm fine paying more for my Spotify subscription if that means artists get paid more, but I'm nervous that, you know, if they bump it up another $10 and it's $20 a month, like all that's going to go to executives and not the artists, you know? And and that and that's the big problem here is that you have artists such as Nile Rodgers that are put in a position where their music is being put out onto the streaming platforms by the labels yep. and they have no say over what's going to be on there or not. And they don't have any say on how much money that they get either. Yeah. And with streaming just, you know, being so massive and most likely just record numbers this year, I would imagine with the pandemic and all that, like these artists, you know, aren't getting their due. Yep. And I mean, I'm not knocking anybody who has a, who has a streaming service. I mean, I use Spotify and I got Apple music. Yeah. We all have it. It's, you know, it's the way of the world, you know, unfortunately I can't, you know, it's easier for me to spend $10 and listen to 20 albums than, you know, buy five and not listen to everything else. So, and we are a, uh, a music review show, so it has to happen. We have to have some kind of streaming service to listen to it. And, and, and that's the difficulty behind it. It's kind of like, I don't know, shaking hands with the devil here. Yeah, know? right. It's, it's you, you, you don't, ideally, I would be able to give more money to artists. And we do buy physical copies you buy a lot of vinyl i love records yeah. i i don't buy as, <laughs> as, as much these days but just you know just because being money conscious i mean if i could i would buy a lot more i mean because that's just my preferred way of listening to music yeah yeah it's 
it, it's frustrating and there's going to be more articles like this that are going to keep on coming up but hopefully for the better i mean if you know and i think david crosby you know talked about it like i said earlier and now niles rogers talking about it so hopefully it progresses to the next you know the, the, the bigger bigger names and hopefully maybe some changes come about it but i don't know spotify executives seem kind of uh tough I, th- I think all eyes regarding this topic all eyes will need to be on the uk and what they ultimately are able to accomplish for artists mm. uh because that seems like the one that's really gaining the most momentum and having a lot of people like professional musicians being the most vocal about it like ed o'brien from radiohead the i think yeah, it's the see, there singer of elbow things like that are just becoming more and more commonplace right now which is great yeah but to to your point you like, need you need bigger people unfortunately yeah. like ed o'brien's great like but you need like damon alburn or shoot adele even you know like yeah. like bigger english artists you know going to bat for this agreed completely agree so i mean i'm sure we'll be talking more about it as we go along that's just how it is and mm-hmm. it's just a big topic it'll be very interesting to see what happens next year because you know we were supposed to go to colorado this year to see king gizzard and the lizard wizard and red rocks oh yeah that's and right I, yeah so it got rescheduled um from may 2019 or 2020 to october 2020 and now it's scheduled next october so it's like the question is like is it going to happen like you know it's hard to say yeah, and this is the other thing. Like artists are hurting that way too. Yeah, and there's shows no, and merch and venues too. Like there's no if if we don't do live shows by like October, like these places are going to be demolished. It's it's terrible. It really is. I I hope there are better days ahead. Trying to remain optimistic, but I it's know. like, well, what can you do? It's crazy too. Like a lot of bands are like you know doing live sh- streaming shows now. So. Mm. I got an email from both Gorillas and Primus. So basically you buy like a $15 ticket and then you get access to watch like the show for like three days, basically. Okay. So it's kind of similar to that other article that we talked about the other week with Bandcamp doing yeah. streaming. But also too, you know, these bigger artists like Gorillas or Primus, you know, and they might be giants too. I've been doing it. You know, they like to pay their road crew, you know, the people who handle all their amps and their gigs and stuff. So they're trying to look out for those people too. So by playing, they're raising money for them too, which is nice. That's a very good point. Mm-hmm. Strange times. Hopefully, hopefully, better things, better news is on the way. Hey, I'll cheers to that. I'll Amen. cheers to that. One final drop. <sighs> maybe this, this is on, really good coffee, sir. And end on a maybe we should end on a lighter note here. Light like this coffee. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think. Uh, speaking of uh, Paul McCartney, I think he's putting out an album. Yes, he is. Wow, McCartney three. Yes. So I was going to suggest an idea for that. We should listen to one and two. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do a from first to last oh. Paul McCartney. I mean, you might as well do from first to middle to last. <laughs> we should just listen to all three of them, right? Yeah. That's yeah. A, that, That's what I meant. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Because yeah. mm-hmm. if we only listen to one and three, then it's like, oh, we missed two. Yeah. No, no, we, we shouldn't. I, I've already talked about how I'm a big fan of the first album. So I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are on I that. I don't, uh, what's on it? I don't remember. Baby, I'm amazed. Oh, what a great song! By the way, you love me all the time. Do 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 do. <laughs> oh, coming up. Okay. I probably just made up lyrics there. By the way, I Baby, always do I'm that. Baby, I'm amazed at the way you love me all the time. Do 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 do. Seeing him before the live was pretty great too. That was, oh uh, yeah, that was a night. Almost yeah. three hours, just yeah. nonstop. He was, 
guy's 70 years old. Yeah. Hasn't lost it. it. Still got it. Yeah. And then we obviously have the new Avalanches album too. Oh yes. I'm uh nervous. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I, not that I, I enjoy the band very much. I just, I like the samples more. I'm the same way, man. I'm not all about the features. I'm fine with the features. I'm excited for the Kurt Vile song. Oh yeah, that's right. There's a Kurt Vile song. Yeah, that might that might work out well. I could see that. Have you listened to um, uh, "Walking on a Pretty Days"? I think that's the name of the album. No, I haven't yet. It's very like almost shoegazy at some points. So mm. I could definitely see how like it could make sense and sound mm. really cool. Okay, I gotta check it out then. Yeah, good stuff, sir. Good stuff. Well, we are on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, Stitcher and our website which is g4dpodcast.com write to us we're on facebook instagram twitter where else i think that's it yeah all, yep. all, all, all the good places any of the places on the internet you can find us especially at g4dpodcast.com and then we'll be having a festivus episode later this month oh yeah festivus for the rest of us <laughs> i don't know what we're gonna do for that yet but we'll it, figure something out i think we have some ideas we won't spoil it but airing of grievances Ooh. <laughs> no no holds kanye west i got a lot of problems with you <laughs> uh, good stuff sir all right <sighs> cheers cheers one final tiny itsy bitsy drop this is a fun episode, as always, here on G4D, a.k.a. Grounds for Discussion. Bye. Caffeine-induced antics on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the username G4D underscore podcast. Drop us a line at G4Dpodcast at gmail.com if you have any music suggestions, general questions, or business inquiries. You can find our podcast on iTunes and John and I would super appreciate if you rated and subscribed to our show. May your cup and heart always be full of coffee, good music, and cliche motivational ending sentences. Thanks. <laughs>